I was, I think, about six years old when the first of the Christopher Reeve Superman movies came out, and needless to say, with a young and impressionable mind, I was hooked. I was enchanted, I was enraptured, and I wanted to be able to fly just like him. And a few years later, when the first comic book store opened up in my hometown, I was in it as soon as it opened, pouring over the shelves, looking at all the treasure, finding all the new stories and all the new heroes that I hadn't even read about or seen before, looking at the wide variety of superpowers out there. I was obsessed from that young age with having superpowers. I used to imagine myself in superhero roles. My powers would shift from week to week depending on what I thought maybe was the coolest one or the most useful one in the moment because there were always things going on around me that needed some fixing. And I was just a five-year-old boy, a six-year-old boy, and what could I fix? Who knew? But if I had powers, man, oh, I could fix a lot of things. Now, that dream of having superpowers, I will admit, has been a little moderated by age. Uh, Fifty years have settled me down a little bit. I still imagine myself with superpowers from time to time when things get really hard, when the world seems like it's too much at too much of a time. But I know, I know I'm never going to be able to fly as convenient as that would be, especially with all the gas that I spend on. Um, I know I'll never be invisible or be able to have fire shooting out of my fingertips or have super strength to be able to lift my car over my head when I have to repair the undercarriage over and over again. I know I don't have a chance for those powers, but hindsight being hindsight, maybe I had some after all. Maybe I just needed to lower my expectations a little bit about what a superpower was and what I was capable of in hard and challenging times. Maybe I had become a superhero without knowing it. Maybe I'd had my origin story already, because that's where every superhero starts with that origin story, that myth. Peter Parker gets bitten by a radioactive spider and has the powers of a spider and becomes Spider-Man, or the last son of a dying planet is shot off in a rocket ship for a chance to live and winds up on a planet where the sun gives him powers greater than anybody else on Earth. Young Bruce Wayne sees his parents murdered in front of him, and even though he doesn't get superpowers, he dedicates his life to disciplining himself, mind and body, in order to fight crime and prevent that from happening to any other child again. A brave man crashes his airplane and finds a, finds a, a, a crashed spaceship in the middle of the desert, and the dying alien 
sees him as worthy and gives him an artifact of great power that he can then use to fight the forces of evil, not just on earth, but all over the universe. And then there's me at the age of five, getting bit by a radioactive theater bug and just (laughs) following that path for a good long time. And at the same time, being extremely interested in religion and thinking about being a minister, even from a very young age, I head off, headed off into the, the sacred sanctuary, the, the temple of knowledge called Marquette University, where the secret society of Jesuits taught me the disciplines of spirit and mind and sent me out. And then, like any great superhero, as your powers start to come into being, you're presented with a choice. Will you use them for your own personal gain or will you use them to benefit everyone around you? And then you start to meet the shadow side that comes with your power, the shadows that encroach, that need your power. In this world today, the shadows are are unlimited id, the cynicism we approach the world with when things feel like they're just unmanageable, the shadows of cruelty and indifference. You start to wage battle against the shadows with the little bit of power you have and the, the little bit of understanding you have about how those things work. And sometimes in those early battles, the superhero does not win the fight. They get beaten down. They start to question whether or not their powers are actually worth anything. And in those moments, you meet your mentors, the people who see within you what power you have and how to wield it in better ways. My mentors in theater and improv teaching me to hone my skills. All of my mentors and my teachers in seminary teaching me to hone that sense of call to ministry, building me up, making me sharper. And then, like every great superhero story, knocked down though they may be, they get back up again and they jump back into the fight against the shadows with a little more skill and a little more strength and a deeper understanding of who they are and what they're meant to do. And then they learn that even though they possess mighty powers, Sometimes the shadows are bigger than they expected. Sometimes the shadows gang up together, and at that point, you know you need allies. You need friends. You need others who can help you with their own powers, fight the bigger fight, battle up against the bigger shadows. We need a crossover series sometimes. We need to have a a mega team. We need to assemble the Avengers in order to fight the bigger battles. Because every superhero, super or ordinary, 
has power, but it's limited. Super, but very, very niche. We see all kinds of architecture archetypes arise within the superhero pantheon. There is the paragon, the one who stands for bigger ideals and believes in them so wholeheartedly they inspire people to follow and to take up those values as well. There's the brick, the strong one, the one who can take on the damage and, and stand between those who have less resilience than they do. You have the energy projectors, the people who possess some great force of will within themselves or energy that they can project out into the world. And you have the speedsters, the quick ones, the ones who can do everything at the speed of light and get things done when time is of the essence. And then you have the, the gymnast. And yes, I know Peter Parker also has the spider powers, but he can also find his way to safety and see the pathways to get him and others there. And then there's the gadgeteer and the inventor, someone who maybe doesn't have a superpower, but somebody who is incredibly smart and inventive and can take on the superpowers that are given to him by the tools that they build. And there are the God-touched, those who come with a sense of mythology and a, a close connection to greater powers than maybe we understand and use them for justice and for right. And the mentalist who is in tune with the thoughts of others and knows what's going on in the minds of friends and even in the minds of the shadows. And the mystic the ones who can see beneath the surface of the world to the deeper mechanics of how things connect and can be transformed. And the patriot, not in the way that we might hear the word today, my country right or wrong, but the patriot who understands at a soul level the values that their country stands for and will always fight for even when others try to tear those values down. And the feral heroes, the ones who are more in touch with nature, perhaps, than they are, than anyone else is, they bridge the gap between the natural world and the human world in a way that others cannot. Or the android, the one who is trying to suss out what human emotion might be about, but can see the world in different ways and different patterns and contribute plans the ways others cannot. Or the mastermind, the one who can see the big picture, the one who can draw up the big plans based on what they know about the people they are working with. And the jester, because we always need the trickster. We need someone who can see the humor in everything when times are hard, who can bring the joy back into the group when the chips are down, who can tell hard truths to people in ways that they will accept them and hear them. And these heroes possess perhaps more than one of these archetypes at any one time. 
But the thing is, every one of those gifts is needed in tandem. More often than not, they need to assemble and work in teams. Every power has a part to play in transforming the world for the better, in fending off the shadows. And so it is too with us. The shadows converge. We're getting more fearful. We worry about the future. We feel overwhelmed and we don't know what to do. But each one of us has a superpower to contribute in these times. If you are here today, I'm going to, to assume in part that it's because you're looking for a change. You're feeling called to make a difference in the world, either to your own self, trying to bring forth that better self, or in the world around you, because you know somebody has to. And we struggle in that call to make a difference. What exactly do I do? I want to make a change, but I don't know where to start. How do I even act in a way to make those changes? Do I even really have a part in this, or am I just fooling myself? Is my power enough to begin to make that difference? And that's the moral of our story this morning with Amelia and her super magical powers. She didn't even realize what she had within her, but she brought it forth all the same and made differences in the world one person at a time, one relationship at a time, one encounter at a time. And this is our call as well. The forces of apathy, of cynicism, of selfishness, of hatred are amassing more and more, are getting louder and bigger and more prevalent. So even an ordinary power, the power of your kindness, the power of your mind, the power of your body, the power of your spirit, all of those are superpowers in the face of so many shadows. Even the ordinary becomes super. So I want you to think today What is my origin story? At what point in my life did I find a moment where I made a difference with a little bit of strength and power I didn't even know I had? What was that moment? What was the power you found within yourself to make a difference in somebody's life? How were you called into the hero's journey? And 
what power have you found within all those struggles with the shadows? Are you the energy protector? projector? Finding within yourself the power for kindness or love or a passion to do something that you're not able to just harness within yourself but cast out into the world for others to grab a hold of? Are you the gymnast? Can you see the pathways to the other side of hard times, to a place of safety? Can you navigate those pathways and blaze them for others to follow? Or are you the gadgeteer? Are you able to see how systems work and build new things within them and invent new ways of struggling and surviving and even winning? Or are you the mentalist? Are you in tune with others around you in such a way that you understand what they are feeling? You can feel what they feel. You can see how their minds work and know how to bring people together across all their various ways of learning. Are you the metamorph? Like Mr. Fantastic, able to stretch and adapt in any situation to become what is needed at any given moment? Are you one of the God-touched, in tune and connected to the Spirit in ways that others might not be able to find, connected to our sense of faith and our values in ways that you can hang on to and hold up? Are you one of the mystics? Can you see beneath the surface of life to the way things work, to the mechanics underlying everything, to touch them and access them? Or are you the mastermind? Can you see how the pieces all fit together? Can you recognize the gifts in others even when they can't see them for themselves? Can you inspire them to come together to work with you? to build something that is bigger than any one of us? Or are you the jester? Because we need the tricksters, the ones who can hang on to joy even in the hardest times, the one who can spread it out amongst the people they love and they work with side by side, the people who can see when things aren't going well or the plan is not working and can tell the hard truth in ways that are loving and compassionate that others can hear. We've all got a bit of that power within us. We all have something that burns deep a spark within us that we can give to one another in challenging times. We are all super, in a way. Even if we don't have a fairy godmother with a broken wand to fulfill our wishes of flight or energy or any of that. Don't need radioactive spiders. Don't need the light of a different sun just need to know yourself on a deep level and understand what you can give.
because all of us are needed. The shadows are too big. They're encroaching more and more. They're getting louder and louder, and it's going to need all of us and all of our power. Whether we're gathering together as a team in a hall of justice, or gathering together as a congregation in the halls of a church. This church, for example, dedicated to the values of truth and justice and the loving way, needs our superpowers to persevere, to amplify our values, to push back against the shadows. So what's your role on the team, friends? What is within you you can bring forth? What's your superpower? 